you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go for okay. it. Okay. Well, welcome everybody to All Out Brawl. I think this is our 10th episode. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. A nice round number. Double digits. Yeah. Can't believe we've already done 10 episodes. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Um, you know, we've now we can... like one week, I think. Yeah. Now we can... What can, what can 10-year-olds do that 9-year-olds can't go to middle um... school? I don't know. Um, Go with their friends matter. to get ice cream alone. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I don't I guess know. I just we just got ice cream, so that was on my mind. <laughs> so yeah, we celebrated turning ten with um, ice cream, as as is the traditional tenth birthday recognition. Um, but yeah, no, this is All Out Brawl, an MTG podcast where we talk about brawl, the format. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. And yeah, I mean, if you haven't listened before, that's who we are. Um, but, uh, people seem to like this podcast. That's nice. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody who tells us so on Twitter. Yeah. So kind of leading off with that, um, last week we got a little ranty at the beginning, um, for a little warning. It'll probably happen again right now. It'll probably happen again on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but today there was an article on, uh, the mothership, which is, you know, wizards.magic.com i don't remember what it actually is but essentially the magic magic website um where they post all their articles there was an article about brawl because um it was kind of a like checkup article or something like that um essentially uh written by gavin Verhey. um he brings in some information from another person who works with mpgo but uh essentially just a check-in to say like hey like for the future, we're looking at making sure we have a good spread of legendaries for Brawl. We didn't um, forget about you players. Yeah, well, that's... So part of it is he he did say that... Um, he said that they got a lot of feedback on one of the surveys, the, like, post-Dominaria survey that you can usually find on Reddit or Twitter or whatever. Um, and he said that uh, there's a lot of positive feedback towards Brawl um, and that a lot of the concerns about Brawl are related to um, the support that Brawl as a format is receiving. Um, so he said that he doesn't, he couldn't reveal anything right now, but he said that he is, there are plans in place to kind of help out with, um, making sure that stores are supporting brawl. Um, so hopefully we see some of that in the, you know, next month or so to, Oh my gosh, I would love like a brawl night promo card or something. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Where if you went and played, I would really, really hope these store events were multiplayer events too. Yeah. Like, well, I would yeah. not... I I would still go play single-player Brawl. I'd probably have to change my decks a tiny bit, but yeah. Yeah, well, so that's... Um, this. It's funny, because they actually released a video from SCG Con, which I think happened a couple weeks ago at this point. Uh, Gavin did a panel with Jeremy Knoll from the Command Zone um, that was kind of centered around Brawl, and he actually gave pretty much a lot of the the information that was in this article today, talking about kind of like how Brawl came around, and also like people want us to support it more, um, et cetera, et cetera, GPs, such and such. And he was saying that he doesn't expect to be supporting it at like GPs in that way, um, which he knows that like some people want that, but he says that the demand overall doesn't seem to be trending that way, so they're not really looking at it. Um, but he does really want to support like side events and other types of like support at gps and the like um so hopefully we'll see more of that you know we all saw the reddit thing last week where the dude was the only one who signed up at gp barcelona and like dude you're a champion 
thanks but like also stop pooping on brawl please just because you had a bad experience doesn't mean the rest of us should lose brawl forever um yeah and i feel like the negative voices are a lot louder than the positive ones so all these people berating it like i'm sure it doesn't feel good for somebody like gavin to see those right um comments and like yes you can air your grievances with the format but do so in a constructive way is what i it's where i'm at right now i'm just over it yeah well and so just to clarify there were some actual updates these are for specifically 1v1 um they're kind of tweaking it a little bit because as we all recall baral kind of dominated the 1v1 format when it was first out um and now it's more like karizev is dominating the format because with the 20 life total um red speedy aggro decks are just very good so um right now they've decided to change the life total for 1v1 to 25 so we've gone from 30 to 20 and now we're at 25 and they said they'll adjust it as needed um based on how this works and they're also adding one free mulligan for 1v1 so just like in multiplayer um you'll have the opportunity to mulligan and draw seven cards um after you draw your first hand uh like just just like it is in multiplayer um so that's cool I, I don't know. I don't play much 1v1, but those are... And the, I remember the comment yeah. was like, those decks that are built more around a synergy have a better chance of not folding if they don't get right. Like the right combination of cards in their hand, they get an extra chance at it. So that's kind of like another com- way to combat those aggro decks is the decks that are trying to do something unique have a little bit more leniency in their opening hands. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, the, the big thing really, I guess, is... Um, and we, we're not talking about this today, but we will talk about rotation soon-ish because it's coming. As it gets closer, yeah. Yeah, but one of the things that I really noticed with a lot of... Because in the Reddit thread that was posted after this article, um, a lot of people were making jokes about how Brawl is already dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, but one of the big comments that I saw a lot was people being like, oh, once rotation happens, all of your decks are just ruined. And like... That's not true. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. And obviously people listening to this know this already because we've said it multiple times. But like, just because you know parts of your deck get rotated out doesn't mean your entire deck is ruined. And also... That's like, the idea of the format. Exactly. Like Gavin, both in... I don't know if it's in the article as much, but in the panel, which you can find on YouTube on Star City Games' this YouTube channel, in the panel he talks about, he's like, the reason it's not an eternal format is because we don't want there to be a single deck that just dominates. Like, we don't want to make it where everyone plays the same deck because it's the best one. Like, we want to make it a... Like standard, we want to make it a rotating format so that way, like, you know, we get to see new things, you get to build things, and, like, people who are just getting into Magic don't have to worry about getting a ton of cards from 12 years ago to, like, beef up their deck or anything like that. So, I don't know. Like I said, we'll talk about it more later. But for now, those are the updates for Brawl. But that's not what this episode is about. What is this episode about, Chris? Today, we're going to talk about how we go about building our Brawl decks. Yes. And I think... We had we've talked about decks we've built. Right. We haven't really gone into the process behind how we built them. So I kind of want to do a general discussion on the thought process we put behind building our brawl decks. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, um, I've built seven decks at this point. Chris has built. I've built four, five, five. I only have four made right now because I had to take one apart for a different one. Right. But yeah, so we we gotten some experience in this, and um, it's one of those things where I think this, like, it's I think this is partially because we both come from the EDH background, but like, we both really like deck building, 
And yeah. one of the one of the nice things about Brawl is that it's a lot easier, in a sense, to build decks because of the limitations. Like, yep. And it's kind of cheaper too. Yes, I think. Yeah. Like we just quickly like we're noticing cards like Scapeshift and Crucible are going down in price now that they're in standard. Yeah, maybe down to like fifteen, twenty dollar cards, which is a lot more reasonable than sixty dollars. Yeah, I'm not suggesting like that's within a lot of people's budgets, but like standard is generally a cheaper card pool. Yeah, no, for that's true. Good power. Yeah, um, but yeah, so let's start right at the beginning. How do we like when we when we want to start building a brawl deck? What is the very first thing we need to do? So we got a question on Twitter about how. Um, like, what's a good, what's something good to do? Like, it's just a very broad question. It's yeah. really hard to answer because it really just depends on you. Like, what what do you want to get out of this deck? What do you want to do with this deck you're building? And I think that's where you need to start is you need to decide um, the general strategy, the general purpose, yeah. the general idea behind the deck you plan to build. So whether you're picking a brawler to base the deck around, whether you're picking a theme to um, like a tribe to build the deck around, or maybe a type of card to build the deck around, like instants and sorceries, or um, enchantments or artifacts. It's just yeah. you really need to decide what the deck. You can't just like, I need a deck. What do I build? Kind of really, this is you do need to make a decision in the beginning. Is what deck are you building? Yeah, and obviously, I think one of the important things to point out is that you also have to kind of think about, and, and like you don't have to do this, but it really helps to think about like. Where are you going to be playing this deck? Is this a 1v1 MTGO deck? Is this a casual, you know, your EDH group is all brewing together some brawl decks and you're all going to play them on, you know, your magic night? Are you going to take this to a store and play against strangers with it? You have to know what essentially you want to do with it, especially if you're thinking like, oh, do I want to build a 1v1 deck or do I want to build a multiplayer deck? Because while you can build decks that can do both and you can also build a deck that can kind of gravitate towards one or the other, um, it's helpful to know from the get-go which one you want to do. And then you can kind of pick some cards that push it more that direction but also you know if you want to make it more versatile you can push in some other cards or you can have some cards in like a sideboard in quotes kind of thing where you can like switch them out for a 1v1 game as opposed to like a multiplayer game so that's just something to keep in mind um it's not super important but it is something where it's like am i gonna play cancel or am i gonna play disallow and it's like well you know if i'm going for a more like competitive meta then i'm gonna want to put disallow if i'm 1v1 probably gonna want disallow as opposed to cancel but like it's definitely gonna be up to you yeah and on that same train of thought maybe not the same train of thought but in the whole scheme of like deciding what to do and how you can do it i also need to see if the idea you want to build your deck around has enough support in standard yeah. Like, as soon as Arcades was spoiled, it was like, oh, I need to build a Defender Brawl deck. And then we looked into it, and there aren't enough Defenders to really do that Yeah, in Standard. So you kind of have to make sure that what you want to do is supported. Yeah. So, like, we'll talk about it actually a little later. At the very beginning of it, especially if you're doing something like that if you're building a tribe or if you're building a type of card or for example i i always think i was talking to someone about this at the pre-release about how i wish that brawl had been around during shadows over innistrad because i really love the emerge mechanic that was in eldritch moon i need to know that there will be enough of whatever in order to do it and like in brawl there might be there are 10 cards with emerge so there might have been enough for a brawl deck there's not enough for an edh deck but it's just something where if you're basing it on like a specific theme you have to just make sure that that theme is supported and we have some tools later that we'll talk about that 
you can use to do that. But in general, if you just look at Gatherer, if you look at Scryfall, if you look at the visual spoilers of sets, you can kind of get an idea of like, oh, yeah, I see that there aren't very many artifacts here. Maybe an artifact deck won't work out as well as I want it to. So uh, I guess just to kind of wrap up this first point, some examples from some things we've talked about or just some things, ideas we've had. Um, so for example, I talked about my Arvad deck. When you look at Arvad, you notice that you want to play legendary creatures. So I have an idea in mind of like, oh, I want to play a lot of legendary creatures because Arvad says other legendary creatures get plus two plus two. But on the other hand, we've talked about Raph and Tezzeret, and both of them scream artifacts in a sense. Raph maybe a little less. It was something where you can look at and be like, oh, I could build an artifact deck with Kaladesh and Aethervolt in standard. You know, oh, there's definitely going to be some artifact support. You know, and then I, I had another example here that I don't know how much this pans out, but I put maybe. <laughs> building a, quote, control deck because you like the card Nexus of Fate. So that's the thing. It doesn't have to be your brawler that determines what your theme is. You could have, like, you could be like, oh, I really like Nexus of Fate, and I really like the idea of being a terrible person and casting it a lot. You might think, oh, well, I need, you know, a good control deck in order to make sure that I can hit Nexus of Fate and then shenanigans with my deck so that way I can do it again type of thing. All that. It's just nice that it's nice to have like kind of like a core that you can start building on top of. It's like trying to build like I don't know. We've watched a lot of nailed it, so I don't know if this is the exact <laughs> the best, but like building like a cake pop, but you need like the rice crispy core in order to like put cake on top of, otherwise it'll just fall apart. <laughs> That's good. I like that. So what's yeah, what's the second thing we need to do? So I guess once you have the theme you really need to start deciding what your deck is going to do and how you plan on it winning. So I think we talked about this in, maybe we brushed upon it in our politics episode, or maybe it was a different episode, I can't remember. But your decks generally have a way in which they win, whether it's um, going wide with aggro, um, going tall with kind of a mid-range stompy deck, um, controlling, that sort of thing. So you need to decide maybe based on your commander or your theme, what strategy best fits the deck? We just kind of talked about, you know, the idea of that core. This is kind of looking into all the other pieces that you didn't necessarily do in that first piece. So like when yeah. I said, when I was like, oh, you know, like if I have Tezzeret, and I'm like, oh, I want to build artifacts. Well, then I need to look specifically at Tezzeret and be like, what kind of artifacts should I be playing to make Tezzeret as good as possible? And mm-hmm. also like, you know, so obviously I want to build you know, I want to make, I want to get cheap artifacts because he'll turn them into five, five creatures. Or, you know, I could also get vehicles because then he'll turn them into five, fives all the time that will have all these keywords already or whatever. So um, it's kind of the idea of like, you've got, like, if you've got the tribal idea, you'll know you'll need that tribe, but you also might need, you know, if you're doing merfolk, you might want to run some like land shenanigans, or if you're doing wizards, you're definitely going to want a lot of instants and sorceries. That type of thing. So like kind of expanding on your original idea, not necessarily getting into the nitty gritty quite yet, but like getting more of the like consistent what your deck is going to do plus the extra bits like, oh, I'm going to play this as my finisher or I'm going to, you know, use this card in order to make it to the top or whatever. Y- y- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the other note I had kind of with the idea of like how you plan on winning is... Um, I, I put down that this kind of depends on who you are and like what meta you're in. And again, that 1v1 versus multiplayer thing. But um, I usually try to include a couple win cons. So like, you know, don't just have one bit. Like, I mean, unless you're playing like Galta as your, <laughs> as your brawler. You mean, like alt win cons or? Because no, no. I would say like big a big creature is a win con or a 
pumps like a mass pump spell as a win con or no that's what i'm saying but i'm saying make sure you have more than one like don't if you're playing you know like a i don't know if you're playing some kind of dinosaur tribal deck and galta isn't your brawler but galta's in the deck make sure you have at least like one or two other big stompy dinosaurs in order to help you win the game because especially with depending on your like what kind of colors you're running or what kind of like deck you're building you might not be able to reuse a creature you might not be able to recast a spell you might not be able to do certain things so like make sure that you have enough pieces that you can win the game especially i guess this is more important i guess for like multiplayer um because there are more chances that someone will be able to counter your big creature or you know counter that big spell that you're planning on winning the game with or make their own threats that you'll have to waste all of your time and energy on yeah redundancy is good yeah so i i just i put down that i i want to make sure that like I think about, like, if I'm, like, playing, say, like, my Samut deck, and I'm like, oh, well, my plan is I'm going to play Galta and then trample over everybody. Um, and it's like, well, what if Galta dies? Well, then I'm like, well, you know, then I need to also make sure I have things like Zatalpa. Like, it just have other big creatures that I can use to make sure that, like, you know, I can get in there, even if sometimes my stuff might get... Uh, removed or countered or whatever essentially i think this is more of just like these first two steps are kind of interlinked a little bit like i was saying i think all of it's interlinked because it's all you're all ending up with one end product that all these steps helped in making so i feel like every step we talk about is gonna build upon and maybe reference steps before (laughs) yeah but like i'm just like yeah it and so yeah just you need to make sure that you have a core for what you want to do and then you know some additional details about what you want to do which will lead us into this third step which i think is kind of the most obvious and also like the most time consuming step which is finding the cards to put in the deck yep and so our first point we have under this is there are some staples like per color um and maybe just in general that all decks could include if you like them like yeah some examples i have are thematic compass which helps you find lands and also acts as a really good attacking deterrent later. Or Treasure Map, which is good filtering the top of your deck, and eventually some ramp slash card draw. Both are colorless cards that can slot into any deck, so there are a bunch of cards like that in Standard that you can kind of pick and choose based on your playstyle that you can just slot into a deck before you even decide any of the cards are going to help your strategy. These are kind of just advantage, maybe making your deck run more smoothly type cards that are good in any deck. Yeah, and so also along those lines, you by this point, you know, you should have a brawler, you should know what colors you're going. So um, if you're playing white, you need to make sure that you're running board wipes. Hour of Revelation, Fumigate, the new Cleansing Nova, things like that. If you're running green, you want to make sure you're running ramp. You want to make sure you have Grow from the Ashes or, you know, some of those other ramp spells um if you're running blue you want to make sure you want to bounce spells you might want to run river's rebuke you might want to run spells yeah disallow um if you're running black or red you're definitely going to want to run removal you want to make sure you're running like vraska's contempt which is expensive so maybe not that one but like you know similar is immolating inferno or yeah bane fire or yeah um, um ravenous chupacabra and then of course also draw try to get it in as many colors as you can (laughs) and that's why cards like thematic compass and treasure map are good because they're that draw that not so much ramp but in a sense sort of it's card advantage yeah yeah it's card advantage 
Yeah. So there are some good places to start. If you're coming from a standard background, then you should already know like what the good cards that do these things are. And there's always going to be cards that are better at these things than other cards. But like Sam was saying earlier, you kind of just have to choose them based on your meta, who you're playing with, how well the deck needs to perform. Like maybe you're playing um, um, open into wonder over divination because maybe divination isn't good enough for yeah i don't know like i'm just thinking like a card that gives you more advantage than a maybe a card that's more like a limited type card yeah well like yeah i mean i'm i would obviously run open into wonder over divination pretty much any day of the week because i can draw more cards with open into wonder so but yeah so then the next idea here and this is kind of this is less like I, I guess this is less numbered as much as it is like this is kind of circular um, in that you can start and and with this step you can look through your collection so you know pick out your get out get out your draft chaff get out your rares get out your um, get out your lands get all get out all your stuff yeah I think brawl is a format made for the magic the casual magic player that just goes to pre releases and maybe Friday night magics and is accruing all these standard cards that maybe you don't have a use for after you've like acquired them. Yeah. So now you have this collection. You can um, scroll through and start picking out cards um, to go into this deck idea you have. Yeah. So, yeah. So just really start going through your collection. Um, keep in mind the things you were thinking of when, you know, you're, you're the core of your deck and also like kind of the win cons and how your deck is going to work. Um, so go through your, cards pick out the ones that match your colors pick out the ones that match your themes um and then uh there's a note here that says um it's good to pick out more cards than you need so that way you can make cuts later and i think that's very true i want to point out that i heard this um i guess advice on a podcast we were listening to the other day if you want to credit them and i just really liked it that's why i wanted to bring it up yeah this is so the the podcast is the edh rec cast um, it's a podcast made by the people who made EDH rec, um, and like write articles for them and stuff. And it's a very similar thing to EDH where the idea is you want to pull out a lot of cards and like you essentially, you never want to go through your collection once have a pile of 60 cards, including lands and be like, okay, this is it. Like sleeve it up because the idea is if you go through and pick out all the cards that you could use and you have like a hundred cards then you can go through and be like, well, which ones really fit my theme? Which ones then, really work in this deck? So. And your deck is going to be stronger for it because you're really making those tough decisions. Like when you have to make a tough decision for cuts, it's probably a good sign that your deck is very good or in yeah. a, like in a good state because you're not sure like what card is better in this deck. Like if you can't, if you're trying to add a good card to your deck and there aren't worse cards to get take out of it, you're probably in a good position. And I think like the decision making behind making cuts improves decks. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like you're always like the decisions you're making are always to improve your deck. So if you're um, cutting a worse card for a better card, you're generally moving towards a better deck. Yeah. And that that's happening as you're going down from like 80 to 70 to 60 cards in this pile. You're kind of trying to fine tune. 
Yeah. So um, along those lines, obviously, you should also pull out basic lands. Make sure you have a good land base. Uh, we talked about numbers maybe a couple of ago. ones. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That maybe like we we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but in general we run between like twenty two and twenty seven lands um, yeah. per I, deck. Twenty two is might be low. As I've played more, I've kind of not liked the lower land count because you definitely notice it if you don't have a lot of card advantage. But it depends on your deck, obviously. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's dependent on what you're doing, who your brawler is, all of that. Um, and then the second piece of this, which is also, you can start here as well, is you can also then use resources like Scryfall or EDH Rec, like we were just talking about, or Tapped Out. Um, essentially, take to the internet because, you know, much like much like everything nowadays, um, someone else is probably having the same idea as you and talking about it on the internet. So um, what you can do is you can go to brawl.edhrec.com. There is actually a sub-site of EDHREC that is specifically devoted to Brawl, um, and it does exactly the same thing as EDHREC does. It aggregates information from across the web about Brawl decks that people have been building. Um, so you can look at specific commanders, you can look at specific cards, you can look at recent decks, um, you can look at... Uh, you know, the general numbers of, you know, how many creatures, lands, artifacts each commander or each brawler runs. And also, you know, dig into what some of those cards are. Um, and then you know. I thought you would probably be best to talk about this next one because you, you, you're the one who's taught me how to use this resource, Scryfall. Yes. So it's really interesting because you can kind of go back to what you were talking about earlier and you have these themes. Like maybe you're looking for creatures of a certain tribe that have a certain power or something and you can really fine-tune your searches based on um like what you're looking for so say like for an example say i'm building an adelise deck and i want to find all red or blue or red and blue wizards what would i do so i mean the easiest way to do this especially if you there are some like tricks that you can learn and like especially if you've worked with like search engines before to like really just when you go to scryfall.com just like type it in and then go um but the way that's the easiest to kind of pick it up is if you go to scryfall.com and then you click on the advanced search what this will do is it will bring up essentially a form that you can go through and fill out all of the information you want so if we were looking for wizards for an adelie's deck um, essentially, and especially for like a brawl situation, we'd want to make sure that in the type line we put in wizard colors, we can check multiple boxes. So we do blue and red and we would allow partial matches, um, to allow both blue and blue and or red essentially and exclude unselected because we don't want to see white, black or green. There's another way of doing this too. That's a little easier, but that's, this is normally how I do it just because it makes sense. Um, and then uh, in the formats, we would click standard because we want to make sure that we're seeing only cards that are standard. Um, the one caveat with this is I think that Scryfall will follow the ban list for standard. So there might be a couple cards you'll miss um, mm, if you don't know okay. the ban list. So I would just check the ban list. Um, you, you'll be missing a couple energy cards and like Ramanop. Uh, ruins and the rampaging frost on so i would say like if you're like it, it, depending on what you're trying to do i would definitely check to make sure that you know you're seeing the cards you want to like if you want to look at the ban list just to make sure you don't want to 
if you miss any of those cards. Um, but uh, then uh, you would essentially just scroll to the bottom and say search with these options. Um, another trick is instead of doing that blue, red, allow partial matches, exclude and selected, they do actually have a very specific commander section that allows you to pick your commander's color identity, um, and it will only return cards that can fit in your color identity. Um, so if you just click blue and red there, it will actually show you just blue and red and blue or red cards and not the other ones. So you can also do that. Um, if you're looking at specific sets, you can choose from the set list under the sets section. Um, and you can also do things like look at prices, look at uh, stats like converted mana cost or power. Um, and essentially, like the advanced search section will just walk you through all of that um and it's really easy to use so like props to other people at scryfall because like it's really cool it's really easy to use the cool thing that also will happen is if you do that what you'll see is in the search bar it'll actually put in the kind of like search terminology that you can just normally use so for example for color um essentially all you need to do for that is use like c colon and then w u b red or or r or g which correspond to all of the different colors um but that's kind of like how it gets translated into like the search terminology and they have a whole guide to it too um i'm not going to walk through it it's the syntax essentially will show you um what you want to see with that but uh it essentially means that now when I go to Scryfall, I can just type in my like advanced search query into just the Scryfall when I get there um, using that same syntax, and then I can easily find all of the cards I'm looking for. So Yeah, whenever I have a search I want to do, I'm just like, hey, Sam, could you do this for me? <laughs> but yeah, and of course, there's also um, uh, they also maintain all of their uh sets so you can just go to the sets page and look at an entire set which is great for if you know if you're looking at 2019 or course set 2019 and you want to say like what new cards can i add to my rona deck or you know yeah, what it'll be very good as new sets come out to like yeah. maybe update or um tweak your old decks a little bit yeah but so um essentially the main thing is it's And I know some people use, like, Gatherer to do this, too. But I found that Scryfall is just much... It's really easy. Like, the form set... Like, it's really easy to do. It's really easy to figure out how to do it with the syntax, too. Um, And also, they have a lot of the um, alternate, like, printings, things like that. They have a little mention of how much it... Like, the uh, average market value. So, you can get a kind of... Um, an idea of how much money it'll cost to buy the card. Um, and in general, I don't know. It's just, I like it. I feel like it's clean and easy. So that's usually what I do. Yeah, I think I like the interface more than um, Gatherer 2. Yeah. No shade at Wizards, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they make the cards. Yeah, and exactly. MTGO. Yeah. They do um, the hard part. <laughs> yeah. So then the other last piece of this is you can also go to sites like tapped out um there's a ton of them obviously deck stats ncg goldfish but we um, use the this we use tapped out sam more so than me i need to get better at doing it to put our brawl and edh decks on and everybody else is doing the same thing so you can just quickly search for maybe your brawler you plan on using and you can see all these ideas people have had and maybe you'll get some inspiration from those too 
Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I pointed that out. I know that, like, obviously EDHREC kind of does that too, but, like, in looking at brawl.edhrec.com, like I was saying, I use Tapped Out, and, like, I don't see my decks included in there So uh, on EDHREC, so I feel like it's helpful for me to look at Tapped Out because that's the format I'm most used to. That's the one I have the most experience with. So I can just find, you know, like two or three or four or more decks of whatever I want or things that are similar to what I want and then look at what cards they're running, see if there's like, oh, I didn't even think to put, you know, that card in there or whatever. So, um, yeah, and and, I'll go for it. If you, if anybody listening has any favorite resources that maybe we didn't mention this episode, feel free to tell us about them on Twitter because we're always looking to expand our repertoire. It's always nice to have extra tools in our belt. Yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, essentially... um, the nice thing is that with like there there are a lot of options and they all do similar things so you can either you know you can figure out how to use all of them if you want but in general just pick the ones that you like the most <laughs> like just pick the ones that you find the most comfortable and that and you're going to have the most with fun with this was one thing i forgot to mention in the um like first step make sure you're building a deck that you're going to have fun playing and that you're not going to like get burned out on easily because you want or quickly you want this deck to be sustainable yeah in a like in a being happy to play it sense like you don't want to dread playing a deck you build so yeah well and one of the other notes on that too um if you are concerned about that um one of the things i recommend is i use tapped out to build brawl decks before i even like you know in quote, quote put the pen to paper so like i'll build like the bare bones of a deck that I'm thinking about and I don't have to pay any money. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to do any of that. And I can look at, you know, I, it gives me all the stats about what the deck looks like. So I can see what like the average CMC would be, things like that. And it also has a play test feature. So I can go in and I can draw a sample hand and like play out a couple turns and be like, Oh, this deck doesn't do what I want. Or, you know, like, or, Oh no, this deck is that's, this is what I want it to do. Um, so that way I can get a good idea of what the deck would actually be like. Um, so I, I highly recommend that. Also because I use it to procrastinate sometimes. Um, <laughs> because Yeah, I just yeah. played a whole game of Brawl with two of my decks against each other. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's it's definitely a good way of ensuring before you spend any money, if you're going to spend any money, um, that you actually want to build the deck. Because it kind of sucks to you know put a lot of effort into building something and then play it once and realize, oh, this deck is not what i want to do like not even that it's a bad deck just that like you're not having any fun playing it so yeah i i I like a short succinct episode i think we touched upon all the points we wanted to okay um do you feel that way yeah i mean um in general i think the nice thing is like that might have been kind of vague um that's i think that's the idea but yeah because the the main thing is especially in a format like stand or like brawl that rotates it's nice to have kind of like a bare bones general description of how we're going to do it um because rotation will happen and you know we're going to build new decks and you know we're going to lose some other decks and we're going to have you know and we might need to update some decks and so um i think it's nice to think like rather than like edh where i feel like like kind of going back to like the staples idea with EDH, you figure out your, your commander and then you say, okay, I need to run cyclonic rift. and I need to run soul ring and I need to run commander sphere and X, Y, and Z. Um, and like the nice thing I think with brawl is that 
while what we were talking about, like, yeah, we brought up like thematic compass and treasure map, but in general, it's more, you're going to want to run specific card types. You're going to want to run draw spells. You're going to want to run ramp spells. Those cards are going to change, but like, you know, they, the concept is still the same. So, um, if you, if you're up and if you're unhappy with how vague it is, my apologies, but I think it helps with the like idea of this is an, a living format. So like we have to like, we're not, yeah, we're not telling yeah. you what deck to build and we're definitely not telling you how to build a deck. We're just telling you how, um, like, we like to build decks and what we think are good strategies for doing it. So if you have any, like, if you have any ideas for us, we'd love to hear. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you, uh, if you have any, like, you know, we're, I, I'm more than happy. I think Chris is too, to kind of talk about maybe if, you know, if we want to talk to specific brawlers, we've done that in the past with the decks we've built, but, you know, brawlers that maybe we haven't built or maybe strategies that, like, we don't necessarily, that we haven't really touched on. If you have any of those, then we'd be more than happy to hear, like, if you want to send them our way, we'd be more than happy to take a look and, you know, maybe do an episode about, you know, what's the best way to build this type of deck or, you know, with this current standard, what could we do with this strategy or something like that? So, um, but... In order to help clarify, next week, Chris, yeah. what are we going to do? Next week, I will hopefully be talking about my under construction currently Marwin deck. And so we'll kind of, I'll go through the process of how I built it, kind of working through these steps we talked about today. Um, Marwin is the elf creature that gets counters every time you play an elf. So. It's going to be like a tribal deck, but also maybe a ramp deck. So I'm excited about it. But another cool thing that I'm planning on doing with it is making it into um, a brawl deck that will also be able to function as an EDH deck with a 40-card sideboard. So I really yeah. like that idea um, as a brawl and commander player to have a deck that you can kind of transition between the two formats. If you're... like, And then... In that case, like once the deck, the deck, not the whole deck, like cards in it rotate, you have a commander deck at your disposal too. So um, we haven't really coined, we were kind of going back and forth to what to call these types of decks. I started with morph deck. Don't really want to call it that because there are morph cards and you can kind of, there's already morph decks. Yeah. And then Sam said hybrid, which I think was an unstable mechanic. No, well, the hybrid mana is a thing. Oh, so, okay. What were yeah. the things? It doesn't matter. Um, and then, so I guess, I just think like it's dual purpose deck. You're going to um, be able to use it in multiple formats uh, by adding or subtracting cards depending. Yeah. So I think that's the plan next week. So look forward to that if you're interested in Marwin. I know I am. Yeah. We've been, me and Sam have both kind of been on the elf ball train recently, so... Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, and if you have, like I was saying, if you have any suggestions or you have any questions or anything like that, you can always reach out to us. We are on Twitter, as Chris has mentioned, um, and our handle is at AllOutBrawlMTG. We also have an email that you will know the... Yeah, it's all it's alloutbrawlmtg at gmail dot com, um, and then uh, yeah, that's if you want to contact us, that, that's how to do it. Um, yeah. Before we leave here, um, our cover art is was done by 
Awkward Bun on Twitch. Um, it's twitch.tv slash awkward bun. You can watch or do creative streams and also play video games sometimes. Um, along those lines, you can also find Chris on Twitch. He's twitch.tv slash retoto, which is R-E-T-T-O-T-O. Um, and you can watch him play games like Pokemon or Splatoon. Or um, Octopath Traveler, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh... Oh, the other one, um, our music was done by Ant Neely, who is an artist who put his music on the Free Music Archive, which is where we found it. So, um, And I think the title is Might As Well Whistle. Um, so I think that's just about everything. Um, we'll be back next week, like we were saying, uh, with some Marwin stuff and some dual-purpose decks. Um, but until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Chris. And this has been All Out Brawl. Brawl.